Greetings and welcome to the weekend edition of The Road to Reality with our teacher, K.P. Yohannan. Taking action about our attitude, that's the theme of today's message called Avoiding Cynicism. Here's what F.F. Bruce said about changing our attitudes. He said, persistence in prayer for someone we don't like, however much it goes against the grain to begin with, brings about a remarkable change in attitude. That's a good word and a good way to launch into our message today. Here's our teacher, Pastor K.P. Yohannan. When God came down to confuse the language of the people at the Tower of Babel, remember that in Genesis What did God say? Behold, they have become one and nothing shall be impossible with them. Am I making it up or is it in the Bible? It is in the Bible. Who said it? Almighty God who could wipe out the whole human race and the world. Who are these people? Rebel against God. They are rebels. What did God say? Behold, they have become one in the purpose and intent and commitment for evil. And nothing shall be impossible with them. Therefore, let us confuse the languages so they will not continue and maintain the unity. So why all the language confusion God created to bring disunity? What does that mean? Even in the matter of God Almighty, he could not accomplish the task of redemption without unity. The Father is involved, the Son is involved, and the Holy Spirit involved. So let us conclude. Maybe the most powerful thing in the whole universe in time and eternity, it is not one but many becoming one. Let us make man in our image. It is many becoming one is a mystery. This reason why we are one body, but many members is a mystery. Jesus sent out people two by two, not one. How do you want to get your prayer answered? If two shall agree on anything, it shall be done. Unity. That which you bind in heaven shall be bound and you lose, it shall lose. So you have the entire teaching of the Jesus, if you analyze it, you will find it is so little vertical, it's mostly horizontal based on vertical reality. That is, you love God with all your heart and mind and soul, then you love your neighbors. John 13, if you take the whole John's gospel, Uh, 21 chapters, if you take it, the life of Jesus, you know, starting with eternity almost starts, right? Okay, at least forget about that. Just take 33 years of his life. Just take that. The word became flesh, chapter 149, okay? Chapter 1 through 12 talks about what? Chapter 1 through 12 talks about three and a half years of Christ's life. That is the ministry started John the Baptist saying here, okay, so three and a half years of life of Jesus talked about in chapter 1 to 12. What part is chapter 13 to 21? Chapter 13 to 21 is the last few hours of Christ's life on earth. 
So what is a disproportionate approach to things? It, is, it, don't, it don't make sense. How can you spend 12 chapters for three and a half years and then 13 to 21 for only a few hours? That means what? The most important subject dealt with in the whole Gospel of John is the last few hours of Christ's life. Now, what is the main subject of those chapters? If you go through your Bible now and put it on the computer and look at it and divide it, you will find the crucifixion and descent is only a small part. It's all about relationship. Chapter 13, chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 17, the last chapter. So it's all about, that's the reason why Jesus did not give any explanation about world evangelism. He did not. He didn't say, Thomas, you go to India, you go here, John, you go here, Philip, you go to here. No, nothing like that. There's no computer printouts, there is no revelation, nothing. There's nothing there. The only thing he talks about, he washed their feet, he take his clothes off, and put a towel around him, which means he became the slave of the slave. Only a slave of the slave actually does what he did. Then he says, I'm your master and Lord, and I am. But this is what I have done. Then he goes on to say, I give you a new commandment. That you love one another. If you love one another, then everyone will know you are mine. You understand? And that is the answer to the eternal purpose of God. So what is the answer? The answer is, relationship. You read the epistles. What is Paul writing about? Like in Romans chapter 1 to 12 is a theory and all the doctrines but then on the rest is about practical living with other believers. How to conduct yourself. Ephesians is the same thing. The chapter, the book breaks by saying therefore. So what am I saying to you? Brothers and sisters. Maybe we forget the most powerful element, truth, fact, substance we have in our entire movement. It is not buildings, land, budget, and a cause, vision. They're all needed. They all are important. But the most important element is unity. Loving, caring, being one in spirit and purpose. If when the world was wicked and enemy of God, if God could say they have become one, nothing is impossible. How much more in the new creation, people that belong to the Lord. Second, people, those who are in the full-time ministry, co-workers with Christ, nothing will be impossible. Absolutely. This reason, I think, in the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up not alone, but with the others. One time, Peter was on his own. He was jumping for everything. But a time came, he realized, I am just one of the puzzle. I cannot do it alone. How do we translate all this into our current reality? See, if the devil must destroy the purpose of God for us and through us, it will happen by making you become arrogant, independent, stiff-necked, proud, self-righteous, condemning, 
criticizing, suspicious, looking to find people's sins, exposing sin, and hurting others, proving you are right, and trying to find a group of people join you to support your case, and all, and then you can add all the list. And this begins with cynicism more than anything else. Because you take you for granted. I take me for granted. I want to ask you a simple question. Can you honestly say you have went to that brother and sister and opened your heart and poured out all the fears and suspicion and anxiety and problems that you are now keeping and living and pretending as though everything is right. You pray with the person, you do with the person, all these different things. Are you one who know something is wrong with one brother, or he did something, or you think he did something wrong, you go to somebody else and say, you know what he did, you know what he said, what about this? And then you pretend to be so innocent, so nice, you know, it's like a monkey in the calendar you see in the tea shops, you know. I didn't see, I didn't hear, I didn't say nothing. But the truth of the matter is, you have become the agent of destroying unity and the most sensitive, delicate fiber of people being bound together in the grace and the forgiveness and the love of God. You may be truthful. What you say is true. But often, truth destroys more people than sin. Why? Because if there's a failure on somebody's life, if your intent is striving for unity, it is not, uh, I will do what I can. You know, I don't want to bother with this headache. You know, He's a rascal anyway. When he's dumb, he won't listen. It's okay. I don't care. I just do my thing. Is that what the Bible says? It says strive. It is not somehow do it, give little attention. No. It is striving means you will not let go. It's like a leech. They, they grab onto you. My goodness, they take everything they can from you, blood and everything else, and they won't go. You will not let go until, until through prayer and fasting and fighting with the demons, unity is accomplished. And you don't ask for anybody's credit, nothing. You say, Lord, I have done what you will want me to do. You will go to the person and say, Brother, I think what I said hurt you. What I said, as far as I know, was truth, but the way I said it was not in the spirit of Christ. I'm grieved that I failed. I got in the flesh. Would you please forgive me? Why? You are striving. You are fighting. Why do you go out of your way to suffer in the flesh and your reputation? Because you are determined to believe what God said. Well, that is K.P. Yohannan on this weekend episode of The Road to Reality, where we are drilling down on the topic of avoiding cynicism and adopting an attitude that exhibits the fruits of the Spirit. That is one of the main points we have heard in this series of teachings, and we'll pick up right here in just a moment. But first, for this month on The Road to Reality, we have put the clean water crisis in Asia into the spotlight. Healthy water is critical, as we all know, but so many families live without it throughout Asia. 
GFA has brought Jesus Wells to thousands of villages and made a remarkable change in the lives of so many. And you can be a part of helping to expand this project. It's true. You can be the hero who helps touch the villages of Asia with clean water. Just call 866-946-2742 in the States. In Canada, it's 888-946-2742. And now, back to K.P. Yohannan on the road to reality as we continue to encourage ourselves in the Lord. First of all, the correct perspective of who I am and who you are. Second, an absolute commitment to what God said. If the Bible says, I must strive to maintain unity of the saints, am I doing it? Am I doing it? You see, why are we not doing it if we are not doing it? Because we do not embrace what God says and it is not taken into our heart and say, I hate to humble myself. I hate to admit I did wrong. I hate to admit I am walking in darkness. I hate to admit I am causing disunity by being clever and conniving and all those things. But I finally come to the place of repentance. I believe what God says. If I do what he said, he will bless me. He will bless his work. That is doing it. That is doing it. Okay, so you say, yeah, 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 you can say that nice preaching, but when I open up, I will get in trouble. Are you afraid of God or somebody else? We have to come to the place we will believe what God says above and over and beyond all fears, even our own personal fears. The way to save yourself from becoming cynical and ruin everything is to believe what God says. That is, if I do this, God said he will do it. If I Act on it. God said he will do this. I don't understand how it's going to happen tomorrow or next day. But he said it and that's all I am concerned about. My brothers and sisters, as I look forward to the years to come in the ministry, I can guarantee you we will succeed to see this nation and the nations around us turn around and follow Jesus Christ. But this will not happen without unity among us. Unity in spirit and in purpose. What is the purpose? They had unity in spirit through the spirit of Lucifer. What was the purpose? To get a name for themselves, the Tower of Babel. And God said, they will do it. Nothing is impossible. What about us? Do we have unity in spirit? That is, you will not go and tell terrible stories about your wife to anyone, would you? You will not go and tell dirty stories about your children, would you? No. You will not go to your neighbor and say, you know, my husband is doing this and he's saying this. Would you? No. That will be totally unacceptable. You will not go and tell dirty stories about your grandparents and parents and brothers and sisters. Would you? No. You would not. I would not. No. Then what about our brothers and sisters in the ministry, in the same movement, we are more closer and should be than blood brothers. Because Jesus said, who is my brother, who is my sister, who is my father? Those who do the will of my father. Second, he said, those who obey the word. So what kind of commitment we should have to one another, 
to our coworkers, to our people in the office. You have to choose for yourself. And especially, this is so crucial when it comes to leaders. Your protection, your salvation is not your position. Please remember that. Your protection, your salvation, your accomplishment is your team, your colleagues, your coworkers. For a short time, you can connive in a smart way and get all this. But in the long run, you will find it is like a strong, powerful rubber band that is tying on your ankle. You can go forward, but eventually there comes a place where you'll snap back because you can't go any further because there is a bondage. But if you give up the darkness, if you give up these kind of things, you move forward with Paul and his co-workers in the same spirit. I encourage you, I plead with you, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I know the future is not determined by anything external. It is determined on our unity. And unity will never come without helping one another, confronting one another, forgiving one another, and covering up the sins of others by love. Love covers the multitude of sins. Brothers, let us, let us be selfish. You ever heard me saying that to you? If you ever want to be selfish, be selfish in this area. Be very selfish. Some preachers say, don't be selfish. I say to you, be extremely selfish about your own future, your ministry, and God's anointing, and God's grace, and God's full purpose he wants to do through your life. If that be the case, you will go out of your way to believe what God says blindly. You don't understand it. It makes no sense, but you will. You will. You know what the result will be? You will reap all the promises of God. And I do not know any other secret for our future other than our commitment to become one in spirit and one in purpose. All other things we can live with. So it is not a passive thing. It is a very proactive measure we go after. So we began today talking about the more serious danger, the biggest disaster that lurks in the shadow, in the dark, you know, that nobody sees. That is, we come to the place of becoming cynical, taking the things for granted, think that for always everything will be the same, no problem, nobody's going to find out, nobody's going to ask me, nobody's going to do anything. You know, I am smart, I am able, this and that. And I mentioned to you, no one is invincible. No one is indispensable. No one. I got a letter the other day from one other brother who left the ministry. It's a very interesting letter. I want to talk to this brother. It's a very nice letter. There's a very powerful paragraph in the letter. I'll tell you what it is. He said, you know, when I was there, I thought, without me, this will never work. When I was there, I thought, since I created this whole entity, no one can do it the way I do it. I thought it will fail. But now, having left the ministry and gone for a couple of years, I realize this has gone way beyond anywhere I can take it. And I learned my lesson. You know what I live with? I don't know why it is. I live with this reality. 
if i am not sitting on the chair somebody else will be here far more greater and important and able than i am so but if i humble myself and walk with god he will give me grace to do things not because i am smarter because of his grace not based on anything else and therefore i have to be very sober very much careful about how my attitude is on the inside outside i can pretend to be humble and nice and everything but what is on the how do i see myself having a correct perspective of me so i can easily say well i'm sorry brother i made a mistake forgive me brother you are right and i think we should done it differently and then i can also come back to god's word and say lord i don't understand any of those things but i trust you and in the context of a ministry the most important thing i can emphasize please go after building unity please go after clearing the debris the darkness please go after talking to people about things you are keeping on your heart against them please go after cleaning up all the dirty stuff and find a common ground which you can say listen i don't agree with you i we have two different temperament i don't see things the way you see it i have difficulties but i want you to know we are for the same purpose we are not against each other we work for the same master we have the same goal you can say those things i don't think you should look for people who agree with you for everything that will be the worst thing you know as a matter of fact i have more respect for people who tell me the opposite of what i am thinking i am not joking with you this is one of the fun game in life that i don't have to do what i want to do why because i am not concerned about my little thing the work need to be done if it can be in some other ways is fine let us be people that feel what are we all doing is for the same lord that we don't need to fight to prove somebody bad or good we are, if somebody fail okay somebody fail miserably so who should feel the hurt if one body one part of the body hurt so if one part of the body somebody fail somebody got angry somebody made a mistake somebody lied or somebody said are we rejoicing over that are we happy about it yeah i knew him i knew her are we doing that am i doing that or are we saying my goodness i am grieved i am sorry that this going to affect our ministry this going to hurt our ministry anywhere wherever you may be please ask the lord to give you a godly understanding of the seriousness of taking the things of god not for granted and then responding correctly for this one important issue especially maintaining unity among us if that be the case we will be all fighting together as one that's what says like one individual all working together and may the lord keep you from becoming cynical and that happens when you take your life out of the game and make your world encased with walls by whatever means you do it in the end you die in it let not that happen well that is the closing thought for today from kp yohannan on our weekend edition of the road to reality adjusting our attitude and avoiding cynicism has been our purpose on these programs Join us next time when we will turn our attention to the topic of overcoming discouragement. Now before we sign off for now, I'd like to point out that the month of March is a time when the worldwide clean water crisis is brought to center stage. 
At GFA, the spotlight shines on what families and whole villages in Asia face when there is no source of clean water available. GFA has drilled thousands of Jesus wells that create many success stories about providing clean water and living water as well. You can help stories like that come true by partnering with GFA and supporting clean water work in Asia. Just pick up the phone and call 888-946-2742 in Canada and online roadtoreality.ca. In the U.S., go to roadtoreality.org or call 866-946-2742. Thank you for listening to The Road to Reality. Back next time for more from K.P. Yohannan. The Road to Reality is presented by GFA.